the vaccine did a great job. The vaccination program did a great job of reducing the amount of um, of of admission among like older people, for example. But we still see people who are not vaccinated in hospitals. And the problem, and and the next step now, it, and the, the, the other thing that we noticed is. It's, So hello and welcome to this special edition of the Still We Rise podcast. This episode is a collaborative effort in partnership with the NHS Coventry and Warwickshire Clinical Commissioning Group and the Community Resilience Team at Coventry City Council. This is the vaccine education episode. I'm delighted today that we're joined by Dr. Mason Alftisi, who's a general practitioner. So... Dr. Mason, welcome. Thank you for having me today, Nathan. I'm happy to be uh, um, hosted by you. So, yeah, yeah no, brilliant. Thanks, thanks for much, so much for doing this. Um, the COVID nineteen pandemic has affected um, a lot of the Black and minority ethnic communities uh, disproportionately, and what we've seen since. Um, um, these vaccines have been developed, is that unfortunately, the uptake um, amongst these communities is, is lowest in the population. So let's talk about the vaccine. For those people who are vaccine hesitant, could you explain why it's important for them to take the vaccine? Um. Yeah, so going back about just over a year ago, uh, we remember that when we started having a new vaccine, a new virus coming over and we've lost few friends, few colleagues, and I wish that at that time we had a vaccine yeah. or, or, or a treatment of some sort to, to stop us losing all those friends and all the um, workload that has happened to GPs and doctors around the world. Yeah. Uh, so the main thing is we really need to break the cycle of viral infection that we don't have anything to do with it just we don't we can't you cannot expect how it will affect you it might be mild Mm -hmm. but it might kill um dear friends and relatives to you if if you give it to them um Mm -hmm. so the idea of a vaccine is to stop this cycle of spreading this deadly virus and um yeah and uh and it stops us being busy, doctors. Yeah, doctors <laughs> but it's yeah. mainly for for us. I mean, it, it, we, we. I mean, we've lost a few friends. We've lost a few colleagues mm. through this um, virus, and it, and having the vaccine will stop the, the cycle of uh, infection. Mm-hmm. Um, the vaccine will not stop you have the infection, mm-hmm. but it will stop people who have the vaccine to go and have a. Um, uh, a virus that can kill them or give them uh, ITU admission or hospital admission. Right. Okay. So let's let's talk about these practicalities. So, what level of mm-hmm. protection is given by initially the single dose that people will get? This is provided they're eligible and they're called up by the government to come and get it. And what level of protection is given by a double dose? Okay. 
it is difficult to, especially with with a lot of variants coming on. Okay, yeah. so what I would say today will be obsolete tomorrow because what I mean, we are now at Delta variant. So we had Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and Delta variants. Yeah. Uh, initially, the double dose of um, of, for example, Pfizer. I mean, we we have two vac- uh, three vaccines in the NHS at the moment. It's mm-hmm. the Pfizer vaccine, the um, AstraZeneca vaccine, and the Moderna, and all of them have got their own uh, protection. Okay, right. so um, I have to go to my notes here and say that yeah, for 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 Pfizer, for example, it's a ninety percent protection, over ninety percent protection. If you had two uh, three weeks after having the two doses, not just one dose, okay, okay? Right. but that is lower for the Delta variant, and again okay. for AstraZeneca vaccine, mm-hmm. having the two doses will give you some will, will give you will give you the protection. You'll have about seventy six percent, but mm-hmm. that's because the studies are done on the Alpha variant. Right. But it is slightly lower for the Delta variant. So the, the numbers will change, right. but we know that they are still effective. Okay, if you have the two doses, one dose, mm-hmm. and it's if you have the first dose, mm-hmm. you're still not protected. You're not enough protected after three weeks, so you have to still um, wear a mask, socially distant, uh, be socially distant, mm-hmm. and uh, wash hands uh, all the time because mm-hmm. the vaccine will not prevent you from having the virus. It will stop you from. Uh, uh, going into a hospital admission, basically having a, a severe infection, it might you, you will still have some infection, right. but you will not need a hospital admission. Okay, That's so, what the vaccine does. Right? Are, are we seeing any people who have single doses being admitted to 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 hospital? So far, as far as we know, no, no, not no. yet. Okay, so, so we are starting seeing. Um, a rise in admission in both in 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 the in Birmingham and Coventry hospitals. Right. Uh, there is ITU admissions, mm-hmm. but so far all the ITU admissions are people who have not been vaccinated, mm. or have had the first vaccine and it's not long long ago, so less than three weeks ago. Right. Okay. So the clinical risk factors. Um... What's what's going on with that? So people who are who were previously vulnerable mm-hmm. and maybe had pre-existing conditions, who've had a double dose, if they've been infected, they're not actually going into hospital now. Is that what we're finding? No, but yeah, exactly, exactly what you're finding. So if you had the vaccine, mm. um, the two doses, and it's three weeks since you had the three doses, the two doses, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, if you're clinically vulnerable, we're talking about diabetes, obesity, uh, hypertension, um, any other medical condition that increases your risk of of COVID, vac- COVID infection. Mm-hmm. Um, are uh, yeah, they are protected from hospital admissions so far with the with the current variant. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, what what's what's the difference in the in the case fatality rate? Or do we do we have any new evidence about what's going on with that? If people don't haven't had the vaccine, as opposed to those who have, do we do we do you know what the ratios are? Not really, no, not yet. Okay, right. so there's nothing. I mean, it's 
the, the, the new surge is like over the last two weeks, isn't it, of, of increased cases, increases admissions. So we don't exactly know the, mm. the difference, but we know that the people who are admitted are mm. people who are not vaccinated yet right. um, or vaccinated yeah, not long enough for the vaccine to work. Right. I know it's I know it's very difficult to come up with specific figures, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to glean here is what is the level of reducing the risk of death for people who have taken the vaccine as opposed to those who haven't? This is a very difficult question. What I say is, if we go to the relative to the vaccine efficacy, so the relative risk reduction of a vaccine, we know that for, for example, for Pfizer, hmm. um, I don't want to be specific on any any of the viruses because as long as you protect it, and it's more than fifty percent, so both of them are the, are like that. Yeah, I would say if you're protected, you 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 reduce your risk by. I mean, when we say fifty percent, you hmm. reduce your risk. By fifty percent, and right. both vaccines are over seventy-five percent. Okay. The reduction in your risk. Right. No, of that's having a, a serious infection with COVID. Right. Okay. No, that's that's very instructive. So let's talk about people who in 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 the black and minority ethnic community who've actually previously been infected with COVID mm-hmm. and have survived it, and are mm-hmm. reluctant to take these vaccines and are relying on this this notion that they've got these antibodies in their system what would you say to those kind of people about taking vaccines the, the, the thing with the covid vaccine is not like your measles or rubella or or chicken uh, chicken box uh, yeah. where you have the infection once in your life and you don't get it the type of antibody that your body forms mm. when you have a covid virus infection mm-hmm. is it uh, doesn't last forever right we we don't know exactly but the estimation is that it can last up to eight months from eight months to 12 months mm-hmm. so you have a risk of having another infection after 12 after about eight months of having the first infection mm-hmm. the second thing that you need to think about is that this vac- this virus have mutated mm-hmm. a few times mm-hmm. and if you had the alpha variant that doesn't protect you from having for example the delta variants for example we right. do not know mm, so there's no evidence there is no evidence no, either way so there, yeah there is no evidence but there are a lot of people there are a few people who have the first virus a year ago and have it and had it again and that's what we're talking about people who, who who had it twice before the virus the vaccine development program like we're saying uh september time last year um so that's why we know it's eight months about eight months um the antibody loss in your body so the protection the immunity in your body is lost for about eight months mm-hmm. so having had the, va- the virus doesn't protect you from having it again and if you had it mild the first time that doesn't protect you from having a more um aggressive variant of the vaccine the next time mm. so that's that's what we really need to to keep in mind um i don't know how many older or vulnerable people listen to your podcast right. but 
the worry i mean yeah even if you had it a mile you need to think about your 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 relatives and and the people around you who you might um infect them with a the virus and that's why it's it's very important to stick with the rules like for example the social distancing the masks washing hands and having your vaccine okay so so you say that the the antibodies could last for for about eight months so some people will take that to say that reinfection is not very common what would you say to to those type of people who are who are vaccine hesitant yeah so so can i ask again when you say it is not recurrent what's your question so you 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 say so 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 i'm saying that um in your previous answer um, explaining yes. about how long these antibodies are lasting. Um, mm-hmm. You suggested there that they could last, you think, up to eight months. Mm-hmm. There are some people who will then translate that to mean that that reinfection or mm-hmm. picking up a different variant is not very commonplace after having been infected previously and might think that, you know, uh, given they survived the previous one, why should they take the vaccine now? Okay, so again, what I'm saying is we have different variants. Mm. So if you had the first one from a from a variant, you don't know what is the. Are you immune to the next variant? Um, and it's the vaccine itself. It's not for protection of myself only. It is a population thing. Mm. So it is breaking the cycle of infection. I think we had. I mean, when we went to a lockdown. The, the numbers have come, gone down. We don't want to keep going into lockdown after lockdown. We can break the cycle of infectivity in the community. If everyone, if we have, um, I think over sixty percent mm-hmm. uh, vaccinated people in a community, we know that we don't have to go into. We, we're going to break the infectivity cycle. So, right. and that will protect people who are vulnerable will will stop this cycle of lockdown go into normal life mm-hmm. it's not for you it's not a self the vaccine is not a selfish thing to protect yourself because if you've had the virus before and you yeah. went and it was mild mm-hmm. yeah you, you might not have it again you might have it again and it's mild again but you might have a chance of having a, a more virulent um, more aggressive variant that might give you uh, a severe infection. But at the same time, the main concept of having a vaccine or a vaccination program is to break the cycle of infection, the cycle of lockdown, then going to a normal life. Right. Uh, no, that's, that's very clear. Yeah, so it's, it's about protecting our, our communities and the, the more people who get vaccinated, um, the better for, for all of us. Um, and... Yeah, I was going to say, and it is less likely to form a new variance as well, because right. the, the less the virus is in the air, in the community, the less likely we have other variants. So that's another point. Okay, that... right. Um, there is some anxiety about mm-hmm. side effects. About side effects. Um, what, what, could, what would you say to people who, who listen to this podcast about, about the risk that come with with taking the vaccine there's some who will immediately point to those blood clot headlines and people who are dying from that um talk to us about about those those side effects and what you've come across 
Okay. So it is no with with every new thing there is a bit of hesitancy. Is it like I'm, I'm, yeah of of starting any new new thing? But for now we've been we've had this vaccination program now for since December. So it's six months now. Mm-hmm. All the medical staff in in the UK have had the two. I mean most. I was always saying yeah. most of the health staff have had the double dose of vaccines and among the ones i know i don't mm. know anyone who had any side effects mm-hmm. there is this i mean you mentioned the the risk of a blood clot mm-hmm. okay that risk of a blood clot if you think about for example um contraceptive pills mm-hmm. a pill that we give to every woman in a childbearing age yeah. the risk of clot from the vaccine is much lower than these contraceptive pills Right. Oh, we're still having them. Um, the other thing is, the, the guidelines has changed now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shall I be clear in, t- in terms of the blood clot mm-hmm. um, risk is with the AstraZeneca vaccine, not right. with the Pfizer vaccine. Okay. The AstraZeneca vaccine uh, now is not given to anyone under 40. Okay. And it's, um, yeah, they have the option of having Pfizer. And, and everyone have the option it depends on on the day that you go but most of us will have the option of either go to pfizer or refuse astrazeneca and come back in another day when it's the pfizer vaccine if they are still worried about the the risk of clotting but as as i said Mm -hmm. the risk of of clotting is very very small Mm um um but most yeah it it is not given to anyone under under certain age for, for the AstraZeneca, and that's to reduce the risk mm-hmm. um, of uh, clotting. Um, as I said, there are more more common drugs that we we take we, we take in general life that have more risk of of clotting. But because it's a new a new drug mm-hmm. and it's been given to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and there is a bit of immediate attention to any side effects, mm-hmm. that's why we hear about it more. Although right. the risk of, as I as I mentioned before, contraceptive pills mm. um, is more, and we still take it. We discuss that risk, and we take it, and still women take it. Um, I'm not saying, yeah. You, you, I mean, uh, for for anyone who's worried about the uh, AstraZeneca and just the clotting, uh, you've got the Pfizer vaccine. You've got the Pfizer the or the Moderna. Or... But it, again, I have to say, it's a very small risk. We all had it. I don't any. I don't know personally anyone who had these side effects. Okay, um, there are people um, in our communities who have pre-existing conditions. So conditions mm-hmm. like diabetes. There are people who've got cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, HIV is is quite prevalent. Some of them will be concerned about how this vaccine will interact with the medicines that they're currently on what sort of advice would you give those people just to um so they can have some clarity that their medicines that they're currently on will continue functioning in the same way that they do now yeah absolutely um uh, so a uh, good question yeah now my first advice is if you have got any concern discuss with your health provider, but they will only invite you if they think that it's safe for you to take the vaccine. Right. If you have other medical condition, you are more likely to suffer from uh, suffer more complication from COVID mm-hmm. virus, and hence it's very important for you 
to take the vaccine to protect you from the more aggressive form of, of, of the virus itself. So it's a very, very small minority that will have uh, interaction with uh, their, between their medications and and the and the vaccine. And I would encourage you, if you've got any concerns, to discuss them with your healthcare provider or go to NHS website and and and, and find more information. But I mean, you meant you mentioned HIV. You meant, you mentioned diabetes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for diabetes, I can't. Yeah, I can't see any medication interaction with the vaccine, for example. Right. And I would very, very highly recommend that they go and take their vaccine. I mean, diabetic patients, patients with diabetes, are more likely to suffer to suffer a worse um, infection, and hence they are they are on the priority to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but if they have any hesitancies or any questions to discuss with the GP. Okay. Um, what's happened over the last uh, few weeks is that we've now come across this Delta variant that you mm-hmm. you previously referred to, and we're learning that it's more transmissible. So can you talk to us about what we know for now about this Delta variant and how how dangerous it could be. Okay, so the Delta variant, uh, yeah, so it originated in India mm-hmm. and uh, recently, and we saw how it was, uh, the, the situation in India recently. Yeah. It is more more transmissible than the, um, than the previous, uh, it's six times more trans- transmissible than the previous ones. Right. And uh, why, why is that the case? And that's the thing about viruses in general have this um, ability to change themselves to to live longer, for example, to accommodate. It's part of like um, um, updating themselves, shall we talk, like, it's like yeah. just to stay for longer in the environment. And the more they stay in the environment, they will learn about the environment and will learn how to will modify themselves to stay longer in 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 their host which is yeah how they infect humans mm-hmm. and that's and that's why we say the less it is in the in the community the less it is will le- the, the less it is for the virus to learn how to be a worse virus yeah. part of it it will it will i mean it's either will become less virulent, less aggressive, or become more aggressive. And that's been with, with inf- that's why we had flu pandemics throughout the year, throughout the years before. And now we're having the, um, the, the coronavirus pandemics where it, it, and it just changes its, it changes part of the vaccine, of the virus mm-hmm. to make it easier for the virus to get into humans. And that's a way of survival kit for the, for the virus. And the way we human provided for it is by making it still stay in the community. If we don't stick to the rules, again, mm. I'm going to say face masks, social yeah. distancing, vaccination programs are ways to reduce the amount of virus in in the environment. And when you reduce the amount of virus in, in, in the environment, you reduce the likelihood of the virus to develop into more aggressive forms. Mm-hmm. But that's that's something that happened that happens over the years, and that's what viruses are good at transforming themselves to stay in the environment. Mm-hmm. And and the way that we can break the cycle is by by following the guidance of 
again, social distancing, wearing masks, so we don't transmit the virus around. And the other way is the vaccination, which is, again, it's a way to reduce the amount of virus in the environment. Mm. And, 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 and the way, yeah, because it, the longer it will stay, the longer we will hear about more, more and more variants around. Okay. Um, no, that's, that's very clear. That's very clear. Um, let's talk about the risk of death. If, if we sort of do a comparative analysis, so if we, if we look at the, the, the variant that was first discovered in which they were calling the Kent virus, so is, this, is this the one that we refer to as alpha now? Mm-hmm. In comparison to the Delta one, what are we finding? Is the risk of death higher with, with this mutation, the Delta variant? I don't know the numbers, but I know that they it is because it's more infectious. I mean, the, the, the thing that helped now, and that's why, I mean, if, if it was, for example, the environment now was the same as when the Kent variant appeared and we haven't we haven't had the amount of vaccinated people around, hmm. we would have been already on another lockdown hmm. uh, because this virus is more transmissible and more aggressive. Yeah, because we're finding that there's, the figures are about 10,000 people a day now for, for infection yes. rate. Yeah, but but still, because it's six times aggressive than the Kent variant and uh, transmissible, sorry, mm. it would have spread more easily. But because the, the vaccines are working, that will stop, like, for example, all the all, all people who had their two doses already would yeah that breaks the cycle of infectivity and that will give it will uh, will reduce the amount of people we see in hospital although the hospital admissions and itu admissions are increasing mm-hmm. uh, the vaccine did a great job the vaccination program did a great job of reducing the amount of um of uh, of admission among like older people for example mm-hmm. but we still see people who are not vaccinated in hospitals and the problem, and and the next step now, it, the, the the other thing that we noticed is it's that we see more of the younger people, like less than thirty years mm-hmm. old, because they haven't had their second vaccine. It's it's only we started rolling out their uh, first dose recently. Um, yeah, but the so, but the fatalities are low for those young people who are being hospitalised. As opposed to to the older population, because we're seeing a reduction in deaths, is that largely driven by the fact that a greater proportion of the population has been inoculated now? Absolutely, because you've got forty three million people vaccinated already, right. so we've got a huge amount. Yeah, and that that breaks the the cycle. If it was, mm. if it's if the Delta variant was here a few months ago, the, the situation will be will be different will will be similar or worse than uh march 2020 really okay let's let's talk about children what are the the risk factors to children are children capable of spreading the virus in the same way that that older people say are who are say over 40 um so children the 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 research says that children are not different to others in terms of the infectivity. The only thing with children is they 
most so far with the current variants that we know mm. they don't have as severe infection as the adults mm. and they 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 tend to have like asymptomatic infection mm. or mild infection and because they are the reason why adults go out, for example, could take them to school, school children and teacher interaction, that might increase the risk of spreading the virus. Mm. Yeah, but they, in general, in general, they don't have a severe infection for the current variants that we have. We don't know about the next new variants, what will happen, mm. but we know that there are a proportion of children who had severe infection, mm. either as a severe COVID infection itself or a severe complication of COVID. Right. And of what we call post-COVID syndrome of some sort. It just, it's not, yeah. So six weeks later after the infection, they will develop um, a, a collection of symptoms, a syndrome that might need ITU admission, hospital admission, and ITU admission. Right. Okay. And do you foresee that children will be vaccinated? Will that happen? It looks like it. Yeah. I mean, it's been. Yeah. It, it's it, children in other parts of the world, Canada, uh, US, are vaccinated at the moment. Qatar as well. Mm. So I would. Uh, yeah. But watch the space. I can't comment on that. No. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, it's, it's it's really interesting. This vaccine hesitancy and and children. So for people who are, are vaccine hesitant, who have mm. children who are going out and going to school, mm. they become a serious risk factor, don't they now? Because of the way that this variant is far more infectious. And that's what's happening around the country, isn't it? That's that's so mm. what we see is people who are even people who say we don't go anywhere, but if you've got people who are coming home and then going, it's it's you're gonna be exposed. Um so I mean taking the vaccine, you've got two doses and you reduce your risk, you 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 just risk to yourself and to others around you. Mm. And overall, if we're all vaccinated, we'll reduce the risk. To, uh, to develop other variants, for example. Right. Okay. So just before we end, let's talk about how the efficacy of, 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 of being inoculated and getting these two doses. So how long um, are people protected after they've taken the two doses? Okay. That's, again, another question that, you know, with, with, we don't have a research to say, so that, that research will be available 10, 10 years down the line and we'll know exactly how long. Mm. But because the vaccine is trying to mimic the natural virus, okay, mm. it's not the exact virus, but try to, mimics, uh, to mimic that virus, mm. it, it is, it, it, the, the thinking is it might last for, as I said, eight months to a year. Mm. Um, they, and and that's why we're going to think about another dose, another another dose in the autumn. Right. So Be people face the prospect of of having a booster jab of some sort. Absolutely, because if you look at the COVID uh, infection itself and the virus, it mm. follows the footsteps of flu, isn't it? So right. we we all had the flu jabs. I mean, available. For, for people at risk 
over the years. For now, we want to vaccinate the whole, the, everyone, because of how prevalent or how, how how aggressive the virus is, and to reduce the infectivity cycle. But like going forward, a few years, it, it will be it will be the at-risk people who will have have the vaccine uh, regularly. All right. So we we generally should just treat this virus as though it's it's a flu, and that multi-year that there may be booster jabs for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Hmm. That's fascinating. Um, and finally, Dr. Dr. Macy, there are people in the population who are suffering from, from long COVID. Do we know what factors are driving that? Okay, so as if, yeah, we don't know exactly how, how long COVID worked. Mm. works so and how does it develop and why but mm. we think it might be an immunological re- response to the viral infection mm. um but very little known in how it develops but there are it may i mean common symptoms that people are talking about which is the tiredness the fatigue the brain fog for example mm. and it's it's very important that for people who haven't had to I mean, I'm thinking um, that's just as a GP here mm. that if you're going to have the virus or the long COVID is to start with a healthier you. Mm. So when you have the virus and you have the fatigue, even if it drops, if you are in a in a good health, in a good in a good um, health, if mm. it drops a little bit, it's not as when you're like at the bottom rock and when you hit the virus hit, you'll find yourself less fit. Uh, yeah, so if you're at your 90% or 100% fitness and health and well-being, mm. if the long COVID hits, you will be at 50%, 40%. But if you're already at your 50% or your fitness and health mm. um, and comes to a long COVID symptoms, you'll find yourself under the 5%. So it's all about making sure that you look after yourself, you look after health, a healthy diet, exercise, mm. Um relaxation if you can just yeah yeah, just look after yourself try to build and that's good for your immune system as well as just to to start from a a good position no it's been a very an informative discussion with you today dr mason elf tc um thank you so much for for taking the time to come and explain the effects of covid and uh, the efficacy of of the vaccines thank you very much no worries thank you for having me do you mind if i just say one thing i you mean can. as a gp I and mean, i've mm. got to mention this but as a gp i see a lot of coughs like we we we, we see a lot of coughs and, right. and 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 fever um in the community especially recently over the lot in the last two weeks yeah we know that we have the lateral flow tests okay and people will test them and say oh it's not covid Lateral flow test doesn't is not uh, accurate when it comes when you have symptoms. So if you have symptoms, you have fever and cough, mm-hmm. please do the PCR test, the okay. one that you book through the uh, government the testing website or through one one nine. Just mm-hmm. because this is this is something that because we're having a new variant coming on, if you do the lateral flow test and say negative, that, that doesn't mean you don't have COVID. You really need to book the PCR test. Right. Um, 
No, that's 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 very good information for for our listeners. So so thank you so much for that. Um, thank th you. This edition of of the podcast was brought to you by the Coventry and Warwickshire Clinical Commissioning Group in partnership with the Community Resilience Team at the Coventry City Council. Until the next episode of the Still We Rise podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. So thank you for listening to this episode of Still We Rise. If you'd like to learn more and contribute to the work that CARAG does in the community, you can go to www.carag.co.uk where you can read our blog and subscribe to our newsletter. You can also make a donation here if you wish to. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. Our handle for Twitter, Facebook and Instagram is at so until the next episode of Still We Rise, thanks for joining us and goodbye.